find that we're too busy for so many things, but the Lord is never too busy for us. Amen. I greet you in the name of our wonderful Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to see each and every one on the Zoom, and we trust there'll be more coming on. God bless you. I want to start by singing, When the Saints Go Marching In. Amen. Are you a pilgrim and a stranger? Well, I'm here to tell you, you won't be for much longer. Amen. just feels like the rapture's right around the corner with all the craziness going on around. Just can't be long now. Amen. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger wandering I think we'll be running. Amen. We can't wait to hit those streets of gold. Amen. 
Why don't we stand together? Let's sing number 1056. The answer is on the way. Amen. If you have a need tonight, something on your heart, we have so many needs, so many things going on. We know the Lord's already provided for each and every one. Amen. E flat. You guys know that one? Kind of? All right. You'll pick it up. How many times I've bowed beneath a heavy load And on bended knee to God of prayer I prayed And as I knelt there on the floor He reminds me just once more That the answer's already on the way Yes, the answer's on the way. Yes, I know. Jesus said it, and I believe it, and it's so. Our Heavenly Father knows our need before we pray. And we can rest assured the answer's on the way. If there's a special need within your life, my friend, and you've been seeking for an answer every day, if by faith you start believing mighty soon, you'll be receiving for the answers already on the One more time. Oh, yes, the answer's on the way. This I know. Jesus said it, and I believe it, and it's so. Our Heavenly Father knows the need before we pray. And we can rest assured the answer's on God bless you musicians. I didn't have time tonight to go back and find out what they know and what they don't know. Wednesdays are always tight, but that's okay. We're just having a good time in the Lord. Amen. So glad to be here tonight. Well, we have a few, a couple of prayer requests that we'll just bring forward before we pray. We had a, um, a message from Sister Deborah Perkins and her uh, father is going in for surgery for heart bypass. He's got some blockages. So we just want to remember him. We want to remember those that are um, not doing well, or Brother Milko, I think Sister Francine, we want to remember, and anyone else that uh, maybe just escapes our mind. But we know that the Lord knows each and every one who's suffering, maybe has COVID, maybe even a little depressed or down, down on their luck. But we know that our Heavenly Father, He's already got an answer for us. Amen. So let's just bow our heads as we pray. Lord Jesus, we're gathered once again. Lord, we 
come not just by our faith, Lord, but by the faith of the word that you've written, knowing, Lord, that it's always in your perfect will for us to gather, to worship you, to give thanks, to bring our requests and petitions onto you, believing, Lord, that you will undertake for each and every one, small or big, old or young, no matter where we are in our status in life or where we might be even geographically, Lord, you're here to meet each and every need. And Lord, we've committed these prayer requests to you tonight as we think about our brother Perkins and our brother Milko, Sister Francine, the different ones that are ill, different ones that are needy. Oh God, may you just come down and touch each and every life. We pray for your protection. We pray for your hedge. And we even thank you, Lord. We, we know that there's been many that have come through trial, tribulation, and illness, and you've brought them through. We thank you, Lord. We recognize your goodness and grace to us. And as we just sing these songs, we just want to remember our brother Mike, Lord. May you just come and help him. We want to remember brother Tom down in the States. May you bless him and the work that he's doing. Help him, Lord. And each and every one, just be our portion, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please go ahead and have your seats. I want to turn to 670. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Amen. Just to take him at his word. That's all it takes. Just trust his word. Amen. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon His promise Just to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him How I've proved Him o'er and o'er Jesus, Jesus, precious How sweet to trust in Jesus Just to trust His cleansing blood Just in simple faith to plunge me Neath the healing cleansing blood Jesus, Jesus, how I trust You How I Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus Just from sin and self to cease Just from Jesus simply taking Life and rest and joy and peace Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you How I Jesus, oh, for 
trust you more. I'm so glad I learned to trust the precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, wilt be with me till the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I prove you o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust you.
Conceived notions, or just expect that it's going to be just a regular, normal, everyday Wednesday. God is is greater than any expectation we might have. Amen. Amen. Well, as Brother Mike gets ready to come, I want to sing, "I worship You, Almighty God." There is none like You, Prince of Peace. Amen. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what I want to I give you praise, for you are my righteousness. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. Why don't we stand together, lift your hands. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, my Prince of Peace. That is what I want to do. I give Everybody doing well? 
Those that I can't see, lift your hand and say, Amen. Doing well. God bless you. Uh, wonderful. Good to see each one of you there that I can see, those I cannot see. God bless you. I pray you lifted up your hands and you said, I'm doing well, just like those I saw. Amen. I appreciate all your prayers. I'm post-COVID, feeling 200%, ready to take on the enemy. So here we go. <laughs> feeling ready to, to, to go forward in this thing. My goodness, are we all done with it? I'm sure. But we just thank the Lord. He brought us through without any great difficulty and he kept our body and so we're just believing for the same for everyone everyone else that's going through through these little struggles and this sickness they call covid just a demon and we just continue to rebuke it and rebuke it and rebuke it amen our faith will rise to the occasion and send that devil flying amen god bless you tonight thank you musicians we'll just turn to the word thank you brother matthew we're going to turn to joshua this evening my, doesn't, I don't know how many times I need to preach before these butterflies and my heart pounding and all that will go away. But John, does it ever leave? <laughs> man, oh man. Well, Lord, help us tonight. Just get, uh, just to get out of the way. That's what we want to just do is yield ourselves to the Lord tonight. Maybe tonight might feel like a little bit of a skipping rock message. You know, you're going to have to hold on to the rock as it goes boom, boom, boom over the water. And you're going to keep your hands out there. And you're just going to grab handfuls of refreshment as we go through the word. And, and we'll skip along through the, through, the, uh, through the scriptures and through the message. And we'll just pray the Lord gives you something as we, as we settle, through, uh, settle through the evening. And so we'll just pray the Lord has his perfect will and way tonight. Amen. Joshua. One chapter many of you are very, very familiar with. We're going to start with verse 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, this is the Lord speaking, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over Jordan, this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. So he's repeating a promise he's already given and confirming it, make sure he hasn't forgotten. The sole of your foot shall tread upon, he's given it to them. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even under the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, under the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. My, what a promise. My goodness. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to, have, to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Not good courage now, it's very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Thou, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, thou may, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then 
shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. My, we could just close the Bible right there, and, and there's enough there to send us on for a long time. Amen. What a, what a scripture. One of my favorite readings in the Bible. Well, let's just pray and commit this service to the Lord. Heavenly Father, what words of encouragement, what words of strength you are giving Joshua as we are reading, Lord, just now. And Lord, tonight, we pray, Lord, that it is a, your word is inspired, Lord, as we sang the song, Word of God, Ever True. Changing me and changing you. We sang these words, Lord, and your prophet said, I could write a letter. He said, I could write words down and they might be inspired for that time and that moment. They might inspire a few people for a little while longer. But as time would go on, it would mean nothing to people years down the road and hundreds of years down the road. But Lord, your word was inspired at the beginning when it was wrote. Lord, before the foundations of time, and then when you had men inspired by the Holy Ghost to write it onto paper, and Lord, it's still inspired today, it still holds life, it still holds power, it still holds encouragement, it still holds strength. And so, Lord, tonight I pray that your word would be broken open. Your bread of life would be broken apart tonight. And, Lord, they partake of the word of God, ever true. And it would change us, Lord, into glory unto glory. For, Lord, we're desirous just to take flight of this wicked world, Lord, and come into your presence forever and eternity. Have your way tonight, Lord. Speak to your people. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, <laughs> all few that are in here and all of you that are out there. God bless you. I have uh, told Brother Murphy, I said, I've been okay for the last year speaking to hardly anybody, but it's really getting to me now. <laughs> so Lord, help me tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness, wouldn't hurt my feelings if you... Uh, all stormed here very quickly and I could preach to somebody, but <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding. But boy, oh boy, what I sure desired. But anyways, let's just dig into the word tonight a little bit. I want to speak. I just titled it tonight. Fearless, fearless, because boy, are we ever in a fearful age? Fear, fear is, uh, is crippling. I it's just crippling the, the world right now. And, and we're very aware of that. And we'll just speak on it. But I, before we go through, just I wanted to see you, instead of focusing on the fear and the, 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 the negative aspect of it tonight, I want to speak on fearless. Because the bride of Jesus Christ will have no fear. Because perfect love, as scripture says, casts out all fear. And that's the bride's promise. That's what, that's where we have, we are not, we don't have fear and we're not worrying about the fear on us. But I wanted to tell you tonight, we're a fearless people. Amen. And so Joshua was given some words from the, from the Lord, as the scripture says, the Lord spake directly to Joshua. And I want you just to just think about the circumstances a little bit. And the Lord spoke to him. He says, be strong and of good courage. One time, second time, only be thou strong and very courageous. Second time, third time, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither thou be dismayed. Now, courage, courage is that mental, it's a moral strength to venture out and to persevere, uh, it, to withstand a danger or fear, a fear or a danger, fear or difficulty. And that venture in itself is actually to proceed 
especially in the face of danger. So this is courage. So it's a mental and moral strength to venture or to go and, and proceed in the face of danger or to expose yourself to a hazard or to undertake risks. This is venture. This is all courage here wrapped up in a little ball here. And so you're going to, he's saying, the Lord is saying to him, have courage. It's get out there and withstand danger. Be able to withstand fear. Be able to expose yourself to great risks and hazards. And then don't dismay, he says, which means to not lose courage. So not only have courage, don't lose it. Be very courageous, don't be afraid, and don't lose the courage that you need to have. Moses, the, the, it began, the scripture begins on the second verse, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. And I was just thinking, my, what, what, a, what a transition Israel was at this time. You know, God, God isn't, he just doesn't put words as filler in the scripture. And just to back up a little bit, he's, he, he mentions multiple times to Joshua to have courage, to be not afraid, to be strong. He's mentioned this three times, actually. And if you look, he told Peter back, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Well, feed my lambs. And he asked him a second time, do you love me, Peter? Of course, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Lord, I, I've said it. Two times, I, I love you. How, and when someone's repeating something, you're, uh, do you not believe me? And so, this is God was doing this here. He's speaking to, to to Joshua. Be strong, very courageous. Be very courageous. Be very courageous. God is not. That was not just filler. That was not just. He was wanting to make a point both to Peter and here to Joshua, making sure Joshua needed obviously the triple. Uh, encouragement or, or the, or the word spoken because ahead of him was not an easy road. Ahead of him was going to be obviously the need for great courage or the need for great strength. And so here was, here what, I mean, Joshua has been with Moses all the way through, through, from Egypt. And I was just, I just, a couple, here's just things that they went through. Joshua was there. We first hear Joshua actually when they conquer Amalek. And it's actually when Moses' arms are raised up, and it's where the Jehovah Nisi comes, the Lord is my banner. It says Joshua was, was, uh, was in the fray, right in that battle. And jo- Joshua's been through and coming down for, with Moses, hearing the shout in the camp, seeing a golden calf. He was there all through the plagues of Egypt, and all through the, the, the exodus, and the, the death angel. Joshua was with Caleb, one of the spies that went in with Caleb, that went over into the land. And the ten, others, uh, ten other pairs of spies coming back saying, we can't take it. It's too much for us. We're grasshoppers. They're giants. And here they want to stone them because Joshua and Caleb are saying we're more than able to take this land. We're more than able to go into our inheritance. Joshua was there at Kadesh Barnea. He was there with Balaam and Balak. He was there with Dathan and Korah. He was there with the bronze serpent or was raised up in the plague. He was there and Phineas drove down the javelin and the stake stopping the plague. He partook of the manna and the quail and the water from the rock. He went through the Red Sea. Joshua had been through so much. Can you imagine what Joshua has been through? And now all of that is shifting because of the scripture. It says Moses my servant is dead. And Joshua had already been commissioned earlier that he was going to now lead the people. And now the responsibility of that is falling on him. And God saw a need to tell him, Joshua, be strong and have good courage. Be strong and very courageous. 
have not I commanded thee? Wasn't actually even an option for Joshua. God said, I command you. That's pretty strong. I'm ordering you, you be strong. You be of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, because I, Jehovah, the Lord thy God, is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So it wasn't just a, just a, it wasn't just a command with nothing there. It had some substance with it because he said, I'm going to be with you. Because I'm with you, you don't need to be afraid because I'm right behind you every step of the way. Amen. Brother Brown says, fear, when you're talking about being fearless and strong, be not afraid. Fear is one of the worst things Satan can place on a person. Fear. Because with fear brings in doubt, brings in bondage, brings in, brings in, you almost become enslaved to the fear. In fact, you do. And it inhibits faith able to work. It's just, it's just what, it's just what it is. And that's why Satan wants to place a fear on the people because then there's no faith to rise up and claim the promises that God has given them. And so we do not, we want to be fearless. So Joshua had gone through all of this with Moses. And I know we think it, it is, it was an incredible time, I'm sure, because finally after 40 years or so of going through the desert, they're now actually going to be making their way across the Jordan. And their cross and, you know, their wandering is over. But God is giving Joshua some encouragement. And, uh, you know, Brother Branham says Joshua was the greatest general of all time. And I can imagine the amount of courage it took, there's, took to, to, uh, to take the people over. Joshua went through, well, we won't even get through yet. We'll, we'll take, step at a time here. Step at a skipping rocks, right? We're skipping. So, Brother Branham says, the Lord is thy God, speaking of Joshua, He's with thee, whithersoever thou goest, no matter what it is, how hard it is, how great the obstacle it is, it doesn't matter. If it's down through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. This was a promise to Joshua. This was a promise to a natural Israel. But I, we know that this is also parallels a spiritual Israel, which is to me, and I'll take that promise, and each one of you and I need to take the promise and say that is not just a promise that was given to Joshua, but it lays in the eternal word, it lays in the scriptures, and that is a promise to me. So personalize the scripture when God is saying to Joshua that I will be with you whithersoever you goest, be strong, be of good courage, I'll be with you. That is not just to Joshua, that's not just Old Testament, but that is you today for you and me. We have to take our scripture and not just read it as stories, as We'll go through some other examples in the Old Testament and not just see them as just, oh, this is just a, that's just a Bible story that I read when, when I went to Sunday school. Oh, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Yeah, I know that. No, this is words of life ever true, changing me and changing you. If you take it as just dead letter, it will be just that to you. But he said, no, that's the eternal word of God and apply it to your life. He said, that's my promise. That's my scripture. I will not be afraid. I will be of good courage. I am commanded to be strong and very courageous. Amen. Brother Bram says, oh, how Joshua could call Israel together and say, stand here and watch the glory of God. God is in his word. He said, God made the promise. God said to Joshua, every place that the soles of your feet set, that's yours. I've given it to you. Brother Bram said, it's for salvation. It's for divine healing. It's for more blessings. It's for peace. It's for anything that God promised. Make footprints. 
Amen? We know this, we know his footprints is what? You could all turn your mics on. What is it? Thank you. Footprints is possession. Now it doesn't say when, when the scripture said to Joshua, I'm just finding the verse. That the so, every place the sole of your foot, verse 3, shall tread upon. It wasn't what you looked at. And he looked over the Jordan. He said, yeah, all, all that's mine. Yeah, he promised it. But it wasn't by looking, just looking at it. They had to actually make some steps to there. Their feet actually had to step on the ground for them in order for them to claim it. So you can say, oh, that, that you have to actually make some action. Action in possessing something. It's not just standing there, but it takes some effort. It took battles. In fact, it took about 13 or so battles um, after they crossed the Jordan River. Had to fight Ai twice because sin in the camp with Achan, and they had to go against Ai, and they lost men. In fact, I believe that's the only time Scripture even mentions that they lost men because of sin in the camp. So they dealt with Achan and the problem there, and they went on and fought a total of 13 wars, battles fighting. I know this is Laodicea and uh, we don't like to talk about blood and all these kind of things because we've become quite a weak people, but they were a strong and courageous people. They didn't just take the promise. Joshua then told the people they need to be strong because they had to take the sword and the shield and they had to go out and fight to the death. That's what they were. They were up against that, but they had a promise that they knew if God's with us, Nothing can stand before us. What a shock that would have been when someone, they started dying at AI. Like, what's going on? Our, our men are going down. I think it was 26 or so people, that men that died. It was a shock to them that someone was falling. Shock to them. They had to go back and regroup and say, what's going on? And so then they went forward again and they had to fight. Yes, God was with them. Yes, they were winning. Yes, they were victorious. But you, I tell you right now, it was a wearisome journey as they went through that land, fighting and possessing and fighting and possessing and bit by bit, city by city. It fell, it fell. They took this one and they took that one. It was a process and it took much strength and courage and effort to take their land. Yes, they did. And it, so it is for us today. It's a fight. It's a fight. Is it a fight? Yeah. But we have a promise that he'll be with us whithersoever we goest. But Abraham says, we can't stay right here. In the camp, he says, the fire's moving on. Move on from glory to glory. The Bible experience to Bible experience. Let's unfold, open up our hearts, rise up our hands to God. He says, keep sane, stay in the Bible. (laughs) Keep sane in an insane world. The next sentence he says is stay in the Bible. That's the word. That's what's going to keep you sane in this world and be able to conquer and go forth and take action as you make footprints. Amen. It's a time to be bold, a time to be fearless. It was for them. And they could be because of a promise, just like you and I have. And Brother Bram says, reckless. He says, no, Joshua, in all this, knowing that the command was great, but having the assurance he could be fearless because he had the assurance God is with me. Everywhere I go. And he says he could then 
be fearless. And I say, bride of Jesus Christ, so can you be fearless in this day and age. You don't need to cower down. You don't need to, 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 uh, hunker down because the enemies. No, he, God is with Joshua. The same God that was with Joshua is the same God that's with you and me today in this last day. And you and I can be fearless as we go in our daily walk and, and press on and take our, take our land. Amen. He says so that he could be, as we call it, reckless. As long as he pointed in the right way, he might break up against the hill and might knock him backwards, but he was headed the right way. So can the church of the living God be reckless and fearless in faith. Amen. Reckless and fearless. That's not just like, oh, maybe we'll just, no, it's blasting forth. It's going, it's claiming the promise. It's saying this land is mine. This trouble is mine. This sickness is is over and it's going forth fearlessly, recklessly, just going. I mean, imagine like a wrecking ball through, through Israel as they're just storming forward with their, with their armies. There, it wasn't little namby pamby. It was a fearless effort as they claimed their land. Amen. Matthew 28, 20 says, teaching them to observe all things, whosoever, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, Jesus speaking, I am with you always. See, well, that was Joshua. Joshua, he said to Joshua, I, the Lord, am with you, whithersoever you go. He said, okay, okay, that was then. But I'm pointing to you when Jesus, before he ascended, said, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's all the way to the end. So if you're, just so in case you can't question whether God is with you or not, or the promise that Joshua had, well that was Old Testament, no, no, no. That is your promise. But just in case you needed one directly to you in the New Testament, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, so that you also, with your faith in Jesus Christ, can be fearless in your faith and your walk. You say, well, Brother Michael, I'm really small. Joshua, he was a, he was a general. He was a warrior. Mm-hmm. He was. And fought a lot of battles and he said, I'm just a little, little fella. Well, let's go to the, let's go to the little fella. Let's go to the little fella in the scripture for you just to help you out and we'll just work through a couple, couple little scriptures here, maybe a little bit of a Sunday school lesson for our little ones because they need church too. But God's champions you know, like Joshua, we'd maybe con- he'd consider him a, ch- a champion of the scripture for sure. But many of God's champions, they're not necessarily extravagant. Uh, they're not the outlandish. And, you know, we, we know we think you know, the world thinks Samson as a as a huge, bulky, very large muscled uh, man. But no, we hear through a message that he wasn't quite that small, little, you know, so they're not flamboyant. They're meek. But man, and the devil, I should say the devil's champions, or man, even who what man considers champions are usually the other way. And so there was a champion one day that man would consider maybe their champion, his name was Goliath of Gath. You know, and he was, uh, you know, the un, that's where Satan, the unbelievers and such will put their faith in strength, brute strength, power, wisdom of man. This is where they, this is, that's a champion. Goliath was a champion of champions back in there in, in this time. And this is, will be in 1 Samuel. If you want to go through it with me, we'll be in 1 Samuel 17. And no, in, 
It details out. Scripture details out now Goliath. A little bit here. I was going to get a tape and mark some, try and get a, an idea, just so you could get an idea here, how big Goliath was. But Scripture takes some time. Let's just say it says in verse 4, And out there went a champion, out of camp, out of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath. And he was six cubits and a span. So you want to look it up. He's somewhere between nine and ten feet tall, which is like way up there on me. Okay, so he's, he was very, very tall. He had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass, which if you look it up or so, it's maybe about 125 pounds just on his, you know, his, his chest plate. Just on his chest plate, okay? So that's, you know, a little bit more, you know, put a good size person, 125 pound person, and just hang them over you and carry them around for a little while. Now you're, you're done after a little bit. 125 pounds. That's, that's just, that was just his, uh, his coat of mail. Shekels, 5,000 shekels of brass. He had greaves of brass on his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. That would have been like a big brass circle thing on the back there to obviously protect him. Who knows what that weighed? It doesn't specifically say. And a staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, which is a very large, large, uh, <laughs> log. So to speak, not necessarily a stick. And, uh, and his spears had weighed 600 shekels of iron. If you look that up, it's roughly about 15 pounds just on the head of, for the, uh, for the, for the spear. So just the tip of the spear was 15 pounds. So, you know, just to give you an idea of, uh, of what that was. And weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing shield went before him. Alright. Scripture took some time to detail Goliath's specifics of how big he was, how mighty he was, what his, what his, what his weight of his armor was, which would then reference how strong he would have been to, to be able to carry it. You say, wow, is that glorifying? You know, how, how big the champion? No, no, sir. It wasn't how, it didn't show how mighty Goliath was. It shows how mighty our God is. Because when you get to the rest of the chapter, we can see what happens there. It details it out. And I was thinking, we can detail out maybe all of our problems. And I was thinking of Sister Beth and the cancer that she went through. It was incurable. And it had, and it had all the different details of how, how, how much it can take the body down and how we can, man can't cure it. Or I was thinking of different, you know, maybe someone's son or, or daughter or husband or wife and they're in a situation or they've, they've left. They don't believe the, 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 the Bible or the word of the hour and detail, all insurmountable detail after detail of how big and how large and how strong and how difficult your Goliath is. It wasn't in scripture to make, oh, oh, this is an incredible mountain of a man to deal with. No, not the case. But it was going to show how big a victory it was when David took him down. That's what you keep before you. Not that that's, you can turn it around. Devil can say, well, yeah, but look at this. It's an impossible situation. Oh, brother Milk was in the hospital in an impossible situation. No, no, sir, devil. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how great a victory it will be when we conquer you through faith in Christ Jesus because he's our healer. That's not what I'm staring at. I'm staring at the promise, not the, the details of what Satan throws in our face. Amen. I would say it was probably the biggest underestimation of all time. When Goliath came out here, and he's looking at David here, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Brother Branham said, 
David was the poorest excuse there was on the field. (laughs) The poorest excuse there was on the field to go fight the giant. He was nothing but a boy. Ruddy, little, old, scrawny looking fellow. Probably stoop-shouldered, piece of sheepskin wrapped around him. He didn't have none of these things. These big intellectual degrees and well-trained. He knew nothing about a sword. He knew nothing about all his training. But Saul was the best they had. Bishop Saul. Certainly, he was head and shoulders above the rest of the army. Why? He was the one that ought to went and fight him. But he was scared. <laughs> he was scared. So it has nothing to do with your size. It has nothing to do with your physique in this situation. But it had everything to do with what was inside. Which was a faith inside a little, ruddy, scrawny, sheepskin-covered little boy who was going to walk now forward, fearless, in the face of a very large enemy. And this is you. This is you. If you want to put in in your... Back in, back in your mind, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just a small, I'm not nothing big, I'm not a big part of the body. No, no, no. Not it was David. Not it was David. The armies were out there, all laid up in array. Saul was out there, who should have been fighting, ought to went and fought him, and he was scared. So then it took a bitty little boy, maybe just somebody that nobody really knew, to take on the giant in front of them. Don't you ever, ever put down what you can be in God's army here. Because with just a few little five stones, as we know the story, with just a little bit of faith in his hand, he took Goliath down in just a little bit of faith in the hand of a believer. There ain't no devil, there ain't no Goliath, there ain't no nothing, there ain't no obstacle that can ever stand in your way. Amen. But you know, when you want to step forward and you want to start claiming your rights, you want to start speaking about what God's doing in your life, fires start burning in you and you're, David's, David went there. He says, what's going on? What's going on? I hear this, hear somebody, oh, Goliath's out there and he's challenging, we're looking for a challenger to come and fight him. And you know, if, if you be, if I beat you, you're our slaves. And if you beat me, we're your slaves. Ha <laughs> ha, right. Like, like that was a, quite a lopsided, uh, you know, situation as far as the Philistines thought. It was basically a shoe-in for them. So here they are, freaked out and scared. David walks in and is like, what's going on? Oh, this one's boasting. And he hears them boasting. And he's like, who is this defying the armies of the living God? His righteous indignation instantly jumped, jumped up. And here, look at the difference here with David. And here, now he's, he's saying, what, what, what's happening? If you read it in, in verse, in verse uh, 25, 26. And David, David's being told. Surely, have you seen this man that's come up to defy Israel and come up? And it shall be. And they tell him what's, what's going to happen. And here in verse 28, Eliab, his eldest brother, hears that what Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled towards David. But he said, why do you come down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And here David's just trying to say, who, who's letting this giant of a man, who's letting this uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of Israel? And here Eliab's saying, you naughty boy. Trying to put down what, 
what God is doing, what God is trying to express through David. And the same thing is, you'll find, you want to, God's doing something in my life. God's, you, God's moving. There's something happening in your, in your, in your spiritual walk. And Satan just start, just starts to try and put her down. Put her down. Maybe a, maybe a friend, maybe this. And you're going to get opposition when you, when you step out. Step out. But just because, you might have someone scorning you, might might look unpopular, you might not be the most popular in your circle. I'm sorry, you can go to school, I don't care what school, here, there, anywhere, and someone, you, oh, you know, it's not the popular thing to uh, talk about the scripture, it's not the popular thing, to, you know, what I was just reading in the message, or what God has made real to me, and oh, you know, oh, that's that's great, that's wonderful. No, that should not be so. Don't ever let that back you down and be like, well, okay. No, you stand strong. You stand firm. You stand fearless. I don't care what little circle you're in. And you keep going. David did not back down just because Eliab came and said, what are you doing here? You know, go back home. Well, who do you think you are? You're a little ruddy fellow. We're out here fighting. No, David didn't, he didn't even concern it. In fact, if you want to read where he said, and David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another. It's like, I haven't done anything. Moving on. It didn't even phase him a little bit. Don't let Satan throw in some, somebody or maybe feeling of uncomfortableness or something. If God's been doing something in your life and you're wanting to testify about it, you want to speak about it, you keep speaking about it. You keep testifying about it and you keep going. Don't worry about the score. Don't worry about the, the ridicule or maybe some unpopularity about it. You just keep going and testifying and be fearless in your walk with God. Now, I won't go through all the the details. David went through Saul, went through all his armor and all of that. We know the story. And David walks out, looking at this Goliath before him. Philistine says, "I'm I a dog that thou comest to me with staves, little staff in his hand." little sling in his hand with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said, Come to me, and I'll give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. He's being taunted. Don't you think the devil's going to be right in your face? He's going to taunt you right in your face. Who do you think you are? You're just some little weak-kneed believer. You don't even have a spiritual walk. How often do you pray? How often are you in the Bible? I'm just. I'm going to tear you down. He's, that's the devil. Don't, David didn't, David didn't even, didn't even, didn't even listen to it. He says, then David, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with sword, with spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Amen. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and will give thee car- that carcass of the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all, uh, all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Bold. 
I'd say fearless. He knew exactly where he stood. He knew he had killed a bear. He knew he killed a lion. But what he also knew is that he was the anointed king of Israel to come. And he knew nothing can stand in my way because there's a promise coming. And so he can't do nothing to me. Goliath, do your best. Because I'm standing here and this day you're going to have your head lopped off and the armies of the Philistines will be fed to the beasts of the earth. That was some fearless courage that went forth. Why? Because he had a promise of an anointing that was upon him for a future kingdom. He could walk invincible. So can you. I don't really care. This is, we're, not, we're not fighting a, a natural battle. That was a natural battle. David was anointed naturally for a kingdom. We're fighting a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities in high places. You know the scripture. And so we're not, what happens to this flesh? It don't really matter. We're fighting for another kingdom. And you have been anointed to be in another kingdom. You are anointed to be the bride of Jesus Christ. So there ain't nothing. You can stand before any demon. I don't really care what sickness. I don't care what situation. Because you're anointed to prevail and overcome and sit with him on his throne. That's the promise that we're living for. What happens to this flesh? Who really cares? Three score and seven, ten, seventy years, eighty years. What happens to this world? Satan tries. He's tried year through year down through the course of time decade hundreds of over the years to try and take the flesh of the christians of old and he would do untold tortures them but it never conquered it never defeated the armies of the living god because it wasn't for this kingdom it was for another kingdom that we live for so here david comes we can't stop we have to go at least through the rest of the story and it came to pass And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so it came to pass, the Philistine arose. David hasted, hasted to meet him. He wasn't scared. He ran towards the enemy in a fearless run and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. David put his hands in his little bag, took out a little stone. Brother Brown speaks about it. F-A-I-T-H. Put it and slang it. And smote the Philistine, and it sunk in, uh, in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell face, his face, to the earth. <laughs> Glory! Glory! That's David! That's you! Little bitty, ruddy, sheepskinned, covered little, little boy! I don't, so I don't really care how strong. It has nothing to do with stature and might. It has everything to do with the faith that sits inside you to go fearless and boldly before your enemies. Amen? And here David put his, took, and he did exactly what he said. Pulled the sword from Goliath's own sheath, lopped off his head, and then, what did he do? That head didn't stay there. It paraded around. It paraded around. David wasn't timid in showing off the victory of God. Oh no, he wasn't timid. And neither should we ever be timid to share with the victory of God in our lives, to testify of what God is doing. If the Lord is, is pouring and, in a, and, a, and just a, a great outpouring of his Holy Spirit is going through your little life, testify about it. Speak about it. Tell what's happening that God's doing in your life. Spread the fire. Brother Tom spoke it on Sunday. He said, fire needs fuel. 
Fire needs fuel. So why, why do we give the enemy the pleasure of, of hiding what God is doing? Never, never. We'll shout, we'll praise. Look what the Lord has done. As the song says, rejoice. Look what the Lord has done. He brought us out of darkness at the rising of the sun. We just went through Easter. We have a lot to rejoice about. Amen. Yes, sir. Put in the face of your enemy as David did. Yeah, we might say, well, that's pretty nasty. No, he hung that head and it was a big one. In the face of the enemy, in the face of the devil. said, this is what your champion ended up. And you hang the victory in front of the devil. You say, this is what... This is what happened when you come against the bride of Jesus Christ who stands fearless. But Abraham says, greater is he that's in you than the wheelchair. Greater that's he that, than he that's in you than the stretcher. Greater is he that's in you than the cancer. Greater is he that's in you than the affliction. Greater is he that's in you than anything that there is the devil could ever put on you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen too silent in here amen oh my goodness i tell you i tell you i am so on the war path for covid rigidity because we've been stuck in our little hovels our little rooms and we haven't been able to break forth and say glory you haven't been able to do that Thank you, Sister Rena. I've seen it. Amen. You need a break out of your little COVID oppression. Whether it's here, whether it's there, whether it's in the chapel, get out of the fear of it and praise Him. We got something to worship Him about. We got something to praise Him about. We are not fearful of this thing. We might take precautions. We might be take, be, what well, we have to be prudent, but we are not fearful. We are fearless. In this day and age. Fear less of COVID. I know we read the news feeds. I know we read all the articles. I know we read all the the guidelines. I know we go through all of that. I get it. But the more you read it, the more it just becomes all a part of you. This I can't do. This I can't do. We can't do this. And I can't do that. But you can do this. And you can do that. No, 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 no. And it just puts this little... Oh, I can't do it. And then you come to a service of a preaching of the word of God. Get that COVID bondage off of us and worship him. Worship him. COVID, whatever it does for the world, day, devil don't really care. But if he cares, he can oppress the, the bride of Jesus Christ. Then he's winning and he will not prevail. Because the word of God will break that thing. Amen. Yep. I'm passionate about it, and so can all of us. I love everybody. I'm not shouting at you. I'm just shouting at him, at the devil. We're on the warpath, amen? All right. Well, there's a couple of little, there's a lot of fearless ones in the scripture. Fearless. Daniel, fearless. Hebrew boys, 
fearless. Brother Brown says he let Daniel hear the roar of the lion and maybe it's hot breath against him. <laughs> you know, like I said, let's not just put it down to little, little, uh, you know, black letters on white pages. Let's not put it down there. This was a real event that happened in real time to a, to a son of God who is flesh and blood, who just like you and I has no desire to be in front of a roaring lion. Okay? Okay, he, he, it's just as much as you want to be there with a lion's hot breath roaring at me. I'm pretty sure Daniel didn't want that either. So it wasn't exactly, well, you know, Daniel got yeah, right there in the lion's den. No, no, no. It was a real situation. Put yourself there. But he stood there, Brother Branham said, fearless in the face of it. Fearless. And let Daniel hear the roar of the lion. And the lions rushed right to him with a great roar and blast till they was ready to seize onto Daniel. And all at once, he was covered with an angel. Amen. Light swirled around Daniel. No doubt, but it was the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel. Amen. Natural. You might be right in the face of a very grave enemy where you're feeling its hot breath right on you. But Abraham says in regard to the Hebrew boys, he says, you know, he'll make, he knows that you make your stand. He'll let Satan take you to the last mile of the way. But just remember, he's still there. Glory. He's still there. He wants to see you. If you really mean what you're talking about. Do you really mean what you're talking about? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm on the mountaintop. Glory to God. I'm in a revival. Amen. And that's wonderful. And you want that to just keep going from revival to revival, from service to service. But Abraham says, you might not be in revival for six months, but a son of God, daughter of God, is the Holy Ghost. He's in his little revivals. He's in the word. He's praying and he just carries right on through. It doesn't even phase him. He doesn't need the, the big workups to keep him up on the high mountaintops. He's going to just keep going higher and higher. And God's going to send you tests. He wants to see if you really mean what you're talking about. Oh, I believe God's a healer. Yes, I sure believe it. And the next day, you still got your pains? Well, I never got it. Sure you got it. He's just wanting to see how you're going to react to what you said. Amen. It's just a test. He's wanting to see if you really, really mean it. And here he's walking the Hebrew boys right up the plank, right up into the fire. What I liked about the scripture Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered unto the king. He's in a fury and a rage because they won't bow to him. They're fearless. They were fearless, willing to be identified with their God. And he says, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. It wasn't like, well, what's the diplomatic way we can get out of this, Shadrach? I mean, how do we talk our way through this? You know, maybe we can try and, you know, work politics because they were in that realm. No, no, no. We're not careful. We're fearless in how we're going to answer you. We're not going to nickel and dime around this thing. We're going to tell you that we're going to stand for our God. We're not bowing to your image. And if it's be the fire, let it be so. Our God can deliver us. And if he can't, so be it. We're still walking in the flames because we'll hold the standard. And we're going to walk forward with courage and no fear. Amen. And that's, that's these examples so we can be standing in this day and age. Say, Lord, if they could then with before. Calvary, what about us now? 
What about us now? When we're filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, it don't really matter whether there's fire ahead of us. We're not going to be careful in our stand and how we say what we believe and who we believe in. And if we're in a trial of trials and seven times hotter heat is in our future, so be it. That's what the Hebrew boys did. He'll deliver us. If not, for his glory, we're going. Amen. Shamgar. Fearless. I love Shamgar. I've spoken to him a couple times. Why? Because he's got like this teeny little bit of scripture. But it's powerful. It's powerful. But Abraham says, just a little old fellow one time. Didn't have much of an experience yet, he said. He just knew that he was an Israelite. He knew he was in, he was an Israelite. Could be just a little person. Doesn't have much experience yet. But he knows he's a son or daughter of God. That's all he needed. I'm an Israelite. I'm a son of God. Little Shamgar had you know, raised some crop. And I won't spend any, too much time on Shamgar as much as I'd love to, though. But suppose he says, maybe now we've got our crop in, he says. But Abraham is speaking. We've worked hard all summer. And his wife and kitty standing around like, oh, maybe we can eat this winter. Oh, and he says, oh, no, what's that coming? Oh, no, listen, coming. But Abraham says, chomp, chomp, chomp. He's gotten here and some marching coming on. He says, 600 Philistines coming around the corner. Oh, he says, oh my, 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 here it is again, he says. I'm sure not quite like that. Probably with a little more anguish, maybe a little bit more frustration. Only thing we can do is set back and let him have it again. This has happened before and before and before. But Brown says, that's the way the devil will do. He just lets you build up a little bit of something, then come and knock the props right out from under you. The reason, you let him do it. That's all. He's just a bluff. He has no legal right. Glory. If you've got an experience of God, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he stripped Satan of every privilege he had, robbed him of everything he took away from him. Yes, sir. And he says, oh my. He goes, I feel religious right now. Shamgar. He looked down there again. He thought, hmm. Oh, if I was a soldier, perhaps maybe I could fight. Again. God's champions, God's fearless warriors aren't exactly naturally equipped because it has nothing to do with your natural abilities. It has everything to do with the God inside of you. Amen. I'm a farmer. I haven't got a sword. So what can I do? He looked around. He says, well, honey, I just highlighted this. His poor little wife holding her hands up like this, crying her elbows out (laughs) and looked at his little pale-faced children crying starve again that winter i just thought daddies what's the spiritual condition in our home here their crops their inheritance the land that they had in possession satan was on it and it was stripping it bare stripping it bare and here's Shamgar's looking at his home. They're starving. His wife crying. And this is natural. I said, Lord, in our spiritual, where's a Shamgar? May he look at his home and see you know, the devil has been stomping on my family's ground just one day too long. One day too long. And his little wife there may be spiritually weakened. His little children spiritually not where they need to be. And the daddy, the daddy, Shamgar, has it's happened. It's been allowed. They step back. Oh, I can't do anything. I'm a farmer. I mean, I'm not really spiritually strong. And he's let it happen. And But then one time, one time, 
something change. See, that's the way it is. Every time a good meeting gets started somewhere, here's some old hypocrite come in and say, well, the deers and miracles are past. Might as well stop for this. Oh, that's the devil. That's right. And about the time you get the church going good, somebody slip in. Just And that's just all enthusiasm. You're just all worked up. That's fanaticism. That's the way they do it. Some old robber, some old Philistine, some old devil has creeped into your home and he's snatched away and he's been tearing, eating and taking the sustenance of your inheritance away from you. He said, little Shamgar looked. You know what? I say this, he goes to you, holiness people. He says his righteous indignation got up. And where he was fearful, at some point, something changed inside of him. He said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, no more. I'm going to be fearless. Because I'm going to go forward, and he took his little little ox goat. Brother Bram says, "Brother, if you let the devil run over you, he'll just show you what size he is. But if you get a little grit in yourself, and you say, mm, this is my God-given privilege in Jesus Christ, get a little grit in yourself and say, thus far, no further, I'm going forward. I've been circumcised, he says. In other words, I've received the Holy Ghost. I might not be a strong warrior. I might not have all the faith." In the world, like some of these warriors of faith in the message, I'm not a fighter, and there's nothing I can do. Only one thing I know. He said, God is with me. That's all you need. You don't need some other thing. You don't need nothing else. You don't need some natural, some thing in your mind. Well, I need, I need all the faith in the world. No, you just need to recognize the Holy Ghost inside of you is all you need, for he's with you. And he took his little thing. That's God's with me, he says. That's all I know. And he reached up on a little mantle. Maybe you just need to reach up and grab your Bible that sat on a mantle for maybe just too long and start going through. No, And here's your weapons. Here's your warfare. And you just start hitting the devil. Hitting the devil with your little ox goad. And he took his little ox goad, got anointed that little thing. It might not be much. Maybe it's just one little verse in the Bible. And it just, boom, goes there and God anoints that. And he takes that ox goad that was just wood with some little metal tip on it. And he whooped 600 Philistines. You say, oh my goodness, because a fearless Shamgar said, uh-uh, thus far no further. A little grit in himself and said, my family, my spiritual possession in Christ Jesus is mine. And he went fearless with the word. Amen. Shamgar. May you not look at Shamgar ever the same again. Daddies and mommies in your home, don't let the devil take one more footstep into your home. Don't let you go another season. He wasn't going another winter with that food. His little family weakened and pale. He says, it's over, devil. It's over. Get your Bible out. Maybe you need a family prayer meeting. Get on your knees and say, God, thus far, we need you in our lives. We need you to take, come with your fire and anoint us. Revive us again. Amen. Touch your people once again, oh God. That's what it takes. And I don't care how big the demons are in your home. It was 600 Philistines for Shamgar. I don't care what it is. Whether it's Hollywood, whether it's books, whether it's social media. I don't really care what it is that's cramping your home and defeating your spiritual walk. Kick it out when the, with the word of God. Amen. One more champion. What time did I start? Anybody know? You're just all cruel. You'll never even tell me. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Anybody on Zoom? 
Going once, twice, three times. <laughs> okay, one more champion. I was thinking, it was Easter this weekend. My goodness. It's good to see all you brothers and sisters down in the States. Got a couple of little glimpses there and seeing you worshiping. Love it. Love it. I loved it. Easter. Easter. I was thinking of the, just the moments in, in Easter and I was just pondering. And I thought, I was thinking about fearless and, of course, fear and such. And, you know, the scripture says, if you read about the disciples there, Friday was a, was a terrible day for them. Saturday, terrible day. Scripture says that on the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, this would have been Sunday now, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. This was a, a terrible time. Everything that they thought, Jesus was coming, a kingdom with no end. And they'd gone, they'd seen miracles, they'd seen healings, they'd been hearing things they couldn't even, even understand yet. The, the three, the three and a half or so years here that they were following Christ, I mean, just, I can't even imagine what that was. And then here, everything just gone, just crashed, crashed to the ground. And now, after all that, I'm sure they were going, pushing people back. No, no, you can't know, the master is too busy. They're, they're on a high as they're going, people are healed and miracles that we can't even, the books can't even contain. And, and now, here they are, huddled in some room somewhere in fear. Fear. This was their Easter. <laughs> they had revival meetings. Oh my, but they're now in major despair. Major despair. I was just wondering that. You know, but Jesus spoke to them. I, 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 Jesus spoke to them before. If you read in Matthew 20, and Jesus going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples apart in the way and said unto them, behold, we go up to Jerusalem and the son of man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock, to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day, he shall rise again. He told them this. This was spoken to them. But it was so quickly forgotten in the disappointment, in the circumstance, what was going on, and all the confusion of the, the events. I'm sure there was just the fog of it all. And they totally forgot the word that was given to them had completely faded from their memory. I just thought it was just so incredible that... If they had just remembered, what what a difference that would have been through those next few days. No, no, remember? He told us. He told us that this would happen. They told us he would be scourged. They told us he would be crucified. But he's coming back. He's going to rise again. He, he told us this on the third day. We're waiting. No, they weren't waiting. They were actually in fear for the Jews in the little room. Little did they know, while they were in fear, Jesus was working on their deliverance and freedom for all eternity. They were sitting in fear. If they just remembered that, it could have been a very different weekend for them. But here was a champion.
a champion of champions. Oh my, I know you've had your Easter services, but every day is Easter. Every weekend is Easter. I think last time I preached a few Easter's ago, you're Easter. That means Easter's every day living in you because you are the resurrection. You are the quickened. And so it's Easter all the time. So we can preach Easter every single service because it's current every day. Amen. Yes, sir. Nobody. My goodness. You know what? Nobody had even dared to try and prevail to conquer death. It had tried. There's no, there's no one had even dared to try. Because how? There was never a way. Who could ever conquer death? The prophets of old? No one could ever conquer death. No one. No one. But God had even told his disciples, and on the third day, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to rise again. I can imagine here Satan's champion. Satan's champion of death. And he, he thought he had it all. He thought he had it all. I know. I can just imagine the devil checking in on him. I think the LaFontaine's sing a song about that. And Satan checking in on him and saying, hey, death, is he still there? And I think Brother Isaac LaFontaine sings with a very deep voice. He says, death, is he still there? Do you still got him in there? Have no worries, Satan. I got him. Nobody has ever left out of my hands. No one has ever, ever escaped out of the grips of death. I got him, no problems. Okay, just checking, making sure. Devil was a little scared. He was a little nervous. He wasn't too sure. Is this exactly who he is? He's been proclaiming that he's God. He's been proclaiming that he's... Devil would have heard him say it. Devil was listening, I'm sure, on sitting on some hill. He said he's going to rise again. Death, do you got him? Do you got him? It's all good. Locked up. He's under my care. Day two, here the Saturday, a long day, Saturday, a long day, day three, day three, my goodness, early Sunday morning, as the song says, we've been listening to it early Sunday morning, just like Jesus said, he broke the curse of death and hell and he rose up from the dead. Amen. Now the song says we have a new beginning. Amen. In a kingdom that has no ending. Why? Because a fearless and mighty conqueror didn't have, he was not feared because he knew who he was. He says, don't worry. I'll raise up on the third day. Death thought he had the grip. Satan was certain he wasn't who he said he was. But there on the morning, he came in. He kill punched the devils. He knocked down the door. said, uh-uh. Sorry, devil. But I am the champion of champions. I am the one that will conquer death and hell. Give me the keys. And off he goes. Amen. Because there was a Group of disciples that needed to hear, needed to see. I said who I was. I am who I said I am. And here they are still. You know what? They still, they ran, Mary ran up to, up to tell them, he's alive. He's gone. And they still disbelieved. My goodness. Lord, help us. I was thinking, I said, you know, what about our day? What about our day? What about now? What about now? What are, are we getting too caught up in circumstances? Are we getting too caught up in the fear of where we're at? But we've actually been already told there's a rapture ahead of us. We've been told there's a resurrection. Then Jesus was resurrecting. Now it's us. There's a group that will be taking up our flight. There'll be those that dead in Christ shall rise. But are we too caught up? They were told after the fact, didn't I tell, don't you remember walking on the road to Emmaus? Did, don't you remember? And he walked through all of the scriptures, told them who he was in, through the prophets of told. No, didn't I tell you? 
Oh, and then they, they remembered after a point, he had to point them back. There's no pointing back here in this day. This word has already been given. This, the, we've been already told. You, there's no time to be like, oh, oh, that, that's who, who you are. No, we've been done and gone. We're done and gone. The resurrection's happened. Rapture's on its way. The word is to be known now. You're supposed to know where we are now. Don't get caught up in the fog and the confusion of the fear of this time. Well, the doors, we can't come to church and I can't. Is that what it is? Is it going to get worse? So be it. I mean, come on, it's not going to be, it's not going to, God didn't say it's going to be easy. There might be churches that go open around the world. China, they couldn't go to church for a long time or they go to jail. That's how it is. They're not belly aching about it. This is, this is what God has for us. We're just going to be fearless. We're going to keep walking because there's a promise of resurrection. I'm going to just keep walking toward it. Devil ain't got, got me. I'm not going to get caught up in the fog of it all because I'm going to look towards the promise of where I'm going. Amen. Amen. Well, oh, glorious victory. That day he set me free and he made my heart his very throne. Amen. Musicians, why don't you come? Would you believe it? I'm not even halfway. <laughs> Glory. Amen. But that's where we're going to end. We're going to just close her down right here on the champion of champions who walked fearless out of the grave, who was conquered death and hell. Amen. And that's who is now inside of us. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. If it dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. Glory. Because then there's nothing to fear. Now there's nothing to fear. So you and I can now walk fearless in our day. Fearless in our day. We can be a Joshua. Have courage. Very courageous. Be not afraid. We can be like a David that can stand in the face of a Goliath. And all he did was his teeny little sling. It's just his little bit of faith. Put it in the sling. Can you imagine? Didn't matter. It was God behind the stone. It was God behind the rock. And it's God behind your faith, no matter how small it is. And so stand, no cowering. No, no, I just wonder, you be a shamgar. You take the word off the mantle. Take the word off your mantle and start going in your scriptures. I wanted to, maybe we'll get to it another time. My last, the scriptures, I just love. Fearless, yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We play a song that is this scripture, Psalms 23. We play this song, I'm sure, daily, many times a day. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We know this scripture, but it allows you to be bold and fearless and courageous. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Jump into Psalms 91. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, 
the hidden plague you can't see, the virus you cannot see, the pestilence, you will not be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Amen. There it is, saints. There it is. You hold that in your heart. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right. But it shall not come nigh thee. <laughs> Glory. That's our promises. That's our scripture. Amen. My goodness. Who ever heard Brother Ron Spencer say, boo devil? Who's heard that? Yeah, we've all heard Brother Ron say, and he's been saying, boo devil. Guess what? You know, if you haven't read that quote for a little while, it was a dream that came to Brother Branham. And he said he dreamed a dream. The devil was a little bitty old devil after him. And he said, the devil said, boo. And so he jumped back. Oh, my goodness. The devil said, boo. And every time he jumped back, the devil got bigger. Oh, boo. And the devil said, boo. And I got smaller. And boo. Oh. And the devil just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's the devil saying boo. After a while, he knew he had to fight the devil. He's all getting so big. What are you going to do? I'm going to become so small. So the only thing he had to do then, he just reached over. Got his Bible. This is the dream. And he kept backing up. He kept backing up with his Bible. And he made a hit at him. With the Bible, with the word. And the devil started getting a little going down. And he knowed, he said, brother, every time he hollers, boo, you jump back. He'll just keep getting bigger. But when you take God's word and you stand there, thus saith the Lord, it is written. <laughs> it is written. The terror won't come to me by night. It is written, the pestilence. I will not be afraid of the pestilence. The arrow that flieth by day or the terror by night. That's the scripture. You just start saying, devil, devil, the Lord is my healer. The Lord is my shepherd. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Boo, boo, boo. That's where brother Ron gets boo devil. You need to be booing the devil back with the word of God. Amen. And they know no fear. Is ever going to come into our homes, into our land. We'll just keep going boo back by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Glory. Oh, glorious victory. That day he set me free. Who I am, Lord. Who I am. Maybe we'll go into that next service. The chosen seed. The word bride. We'll go there next time. Amen. Let's stand and sing this. Victory that day he set me free and he made my heart. Oh, he's very true. My life is no longer mine. I'm a prisoner of love divine, and now I live to praise. Oh, who I am, Lord. 
exactly what it is. It's a revelation and it's predestination. And it, that's exactly where we'll go on part two. Amen. So you can be thinking about that. Glory. Who I am. That is so vital. I'm not going to go there. It'll take the thunder for next time. Amen. I was just sing one more song before we go because I just can't end it right there. Um, I want to sing Meeting in the Air. I think it's Meeting in the Air. Stand by. Stand by. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go with one. Well, I'll tell you about it, David. What verse is saying? All right. Let's go with one. You have heard of little Moses in the bulrush. You have heard of fearless David and his slave.
say, I'm going to meet you in the air. In that sweet, sweet by and by. Oh, to glory. You can do that right now. You can turn to your loved one. You can turn to your family member and say, I can't wait to meet you in the air. Glory. Hey, if you can't do that then right now with your family, my goodness. I can tell you, you're going to be shouting. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be doing something that you're not doing right now. I can tell you that. Amen. You need to be here with me and Brother Matthew because we're having, at least I'm having, a really good time. Glory. Amen. I hope you are too. Amen. It's got to be real, saints. Got to be real. If it's just whole home. <laughs> well, get on your knees and say, Lord, I need an experience. Amen. Because I want to be in that meeting in the air. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, how wonderful your presence is, Lord. Sometimes it's maybe a little more solemn. Lord, as we're maybe inwardly looking at our hearts. And Lord, your word can come across. Lord, and we may be a little checkup time. Other times, Lord, it's just glorious as we're shouting and looking at what is before us, Lord, as we're singing the meeting in the air. We're living for this, Lord. We're living for it. Lord, yes, we want to make our callings and our election sure so that we can be there in that meeting in the sweet, sweet by and by. So, Lord, Lord, I pray just a little bit, little bit of bread, Lord. Your word was broken tonight. and You handed it out, Lord, to your, your chosen people. Your bride, Lord, tonight we pray. Lord, just simple little message. But Lord, in its simplicity, as your prophet spoke, God in simplicity, because you hid it from the wise and gave it unto babes, Lord, and ones that, Lord, unlearned. That's who we are, Lord. You give us your word, I pray. Open it to us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name, we thank you for the evening. Go with each one now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. God bless you. All that I can see, all that I cannot, and all that I do see in here. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. God be with you. Amen. You're dismissed. Go to your next bedroom. (laughs) Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Love you all.